Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Drop the Subject is underway. Never fear. And it's Friday. Who knows if a four-day work week is on the way, but traffic definitely would indicate that we are not anywhere close to doing a four-day work week. Yes. But we do have an exciting I I could, show. I wish I could say on the radio what you said about traffic this morning. Yeah, it was being a... Um, Can you say that? It was being a, a... A big bag of... A big scrotum? Can I say scr- scrotum? Justin's Just like... Let's move on. We're about four seconds into the show. We're already, already at risk on. of being dumped. Oh, there we go. No, it was awful. Anyway, I'm here. I'm queer. I'm excited. We're going to talk to Nurse Alice later in the show, which I'm very excited about because yes. I, I had a lot of questions about, you know, everyone says, oh, you know, the season's changing. That's why everyone's getting sick right now. And I'm like, is that a thing? Because I'm really curious as to whether or not that's just a rumor or an urban legend. The fact that when a season changes, everyone's like, oh, I'm sick. I don't know really what that's about. And I have more questions about because I've gotten sick a couple of times recently, as have you, as has Ginger Justin and Emmy. Everyone's on the verge of death here at Channel Q. And I wonder if we're all passing around the same cold or if we get new colds every single time. Yeah. Like if it's if it's like from all the mic- the microphones and stuff like that. I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think most people in their jobs sit in a seat that three or four other people sit in throughout the day. Yes. And how we pass along germs all day. Like most people have their seat at their desk or at their cubicle or in their office or whatever. And like this seat gets sat in by my seat specifically gets sat in by Jay in the morning. And then today, John Duran has a guest in the seat. And, and then, then I'm Shira here over there. And then Shira sits here after me. I get Ryan. And then uh, I get Michaela. Dr. Chris sits in the seat later on. And then on the, you know, we have other shows that kind of like filter. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, we pass a lot of germs just sitting in this chair talking into this microphone. There's a lot of different people stuff mm. every single day. I wish I could interview that chair. I know, right? If it could talk. <laughs> but I don't also makes me wonder that's such a great point it makes me wonder what jobs get the most sick mm. because my my wife got her hair done yesterday and she's getting over a cold and she was like hey i just wanted to let you know i'm getting over a cold i'm not contagious anymore but i was she brought a mask your <laughs> my wife, wife did? did she was like oh, if you because she's coughing a lot yeah. and that's just a thing where everyone's like even if you aren't contagious anymore if you're the one who's coughing everyone's like ew get away (laughs) Uh, so she brought a mask just to be like if you want me to wear this while you're cutting my hair I will Yeah. and uh, the hairdresser was like you know what that actually I don't want you to do that because that's crazy but also I really appreciate Appreciate you because she was like people come to these appointments so effing sick and then I get sick and then I'm out and the only reason I can't make money if I'm not in here cutting hair and I wonder if that's one of the more sicky jobs, jobs. you know? Well, because I think about for our job, like, the job is being here on the radio, right? And so then I thought, when I remember when I was sick and I had Travel come in for me, I was like, I know that I'm sick and everyone else comes in and out of this studio all day, every day, and I don't want to be the person contributing to other people getting sick. I want to be able to get better because we have to come back the next day. You know what I mean? So, like, getting sick is a, is a difficult thing, and I think depending on what the job is that you have, like, what if you're a firefighter right now here in Southern California and you're sick? Like, this is a prime time to be, you know, out fighting fires. Or what if you're, you know, my one of my good friends is a gynecologist. Like, she's got babies lined up on Thursday. What do you do? Oh, like, God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and her mom got sick and had to be hospitalized. She had to take a week off. She's like, I got to get back to work on Tuesday. But, like, I got to be here for my mom. Like, but but everyone then what can if... only cover for me for so many days. And, yeah. Wait, with a gynecologist, though, if you're delivering babies and you're sick... 
I would imagine that's a definite don't come to work day. Yeah, well, luckily she wasn't the one that was sick. Her mom was sick, right? So, like, if but if you're sick as a doctor, like, you got and patients coming to see you, but you also, you don't want to get them sick. And you're around sick people all the time. Yeah. So people are coming into your office all day long, sneezing all over you, coughing, you're touching their bodies to see how sick they are and what they have. Well, I'm assume, assuming, like, there's got to be some science that might say doctors build up more of an immunity because they see so much sickness in their face Yeah, every they're day. like superhuman. Maybe, but, like, if they get sick, what do you do? Yeah. Like, your doctor's not going to send in a different doctor to see you most of the time. I mean, or maybe they I've never had that happen, but like, you know, I, I'm always thinking about that. Kind of I stuff. would imagine that people who visit other people's homes on a regular basis for their job would also be higher oh, at, at higher yeah. risk. Like if you are setting up people's cable or if you're a plumber yeah, or if or you're a salesperson. Oh, yeah. Or, and yeah. you're going into people's homes all the time because yeah. then you're just subjecting yourself to all their germs and they're always new germs. Anyway, lots of questions for, for Nurse <laughs> yeah. Alice, as, yes. as we can clearly see. But you have... Another date tonight. This is like 51st date, okay, first date, Jarrett's all, edition. First of all, what? I didn't think you were going to say that. What do you mean? Yes. I didn't think you were going to say I was going on a date, but yes. Okay. But you do you not want to talk about going on well, a date? it's out now, so yeah. Why do you want to hide your dating life? Well, because I'm dating people. They don't know how many dates I'm going on. Oh, so all of your dates are listening to this show? I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're 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 dating. I'm That's, out. As, everyone is as, out dating. As me and Emmy would say, I'm out here. Uh, you're out there. I'm out here dating. Okay, yes. you're out here dating. But uh, I had a question for you about that because do you need a break eventually? My my friend Rob yes. is a single guy who's dating a lot, and sometimes I talk to him and he's like, "This is so." nice to be out there and I'm putting it he's working very hard to put himself out there but he's like man this is exhausting and it's expensive yeah and you have to make constant decisions about where to go and what to do and then uh. what to talk about I mean having a first date even having a first conversation with somebody to get to know somebody in general can yeah. be so exhausting so how I mean you've gone on a few so aren't you exhausted yeah well I, I was saying like I'm gonna go on this date and then like I'm not doing any more first dates for a while um, I'm actually like I, I've, I've said before I'm pretty good being single like it's not bad but I do feel like uh, this pressure to be like going out on dates and like meeting people and like looking for the one mind you I don't believe in the concept of the one huh. different conversation but I what is it the two the well three? I don't I don't believe like there's one person in the entire creation that is like perfect for me and I'm just looking for that per- like I don't believe in that no I don't believe in that either um, but like I, I I am kind of getting like burnt out on like meeting people and like I just kind of want to chill for a little while mind you I've gone out on I've, I was saying to you I've gone out on a lot of first dates and felt just like mm, meh you know um, I've recently gone out on some dates that were better and were like oh maybe there's something um, but like I, I I have a first date and I'm going to go on it. But like we were supposed to have gone out a number of weeks ago, but um, he was dealing with some family issues and illness in the family and then someone passed away. And so it's Oof. like it's a little awkward, I think, possibly. Yeah. But, yeah. So you're going out on a first date with someone who has just lost a close family member. Yeah, that could be interesting. What? <laughs> OK, so do you feel more obliged to pay for the meal because you feel bad? <laughs> I what do you do know. there? My, so, so what have you been up to? My general, um, well, I buried my grandmother yesterday. Yeah, my general rule is like, if I initiated the date, I should pay for it. And if they initiate the date, they should pay for it. Um, and I don't actually know which one of us <laughs> initiated this day because it's been so longstanding now. Oh, um, no. Yeah, but I'm going to go and, you know, we'll see what the vibe is. And if there's nothing, there's nothing.
And if there's something, there's something. Yeah, but then do you feel like you got to give it a little more of a chance because they're having a hard time right now? What if they know. ask you on a second date and you really don't want one, but you feel bad because their nana's I, gone? I feel like if there's a spark, there's a spark. I don't know, like if like being a little sad or something. Like if you're there's an attraction or if there's like a, a vibe or something. I feel like you'd get that regardless. But I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. All I right. I genuinely don't. What know What if he how invites you to a go. funeral? Are you gonna go? I hate you so much. <laughs> When we come back, we've got plenty of uh, stories coming up for you. Drop the Subject is jam-packed, but we're only two hours, so get in, get back, hurry up. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject, the conversation we are having in here. Wow. About Trevor Noah's butt. Let me tell you, that ass is fat. Really? If you watch his... His stand-up special. They do see. a lot of shots from the back, and it is like Trevor. Hello, Mr. Noah. Really, no, Trevor it's very Noah? Good. You more like Yessa. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Yessa. Noah oh, asked. I see what she did there. All right, let's see. Um, I'll let her look up Trevor Noah's uh, hind regions, and uh, we are going to get into uh, a conversation that I found this article, and I was like, oh my gosh, this applies to everyone. I tweeted last night. I feel like mid thirties adulting is fifty percent comparing with your peers. How tired you are. Yes, it is. It 100% is. I I, I feel like I'm always talking with my friends about how tired I am. Like, oh my God, I'm so tired. And then I also put on that post, um, and I will block anyone who tells me that I'm too young to be tired. This includes you, Dad. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't care. I don't want to hear about how how I'm too young to be tired. This older woman told me that in the building, and the building that I live in. She was like, oh, you are too young to be tired. And I wanted to choke her. (laughs) But you were too tired. I was too tired. I wanted to throat chop her because I was like... (laughs) Excuse me. I would love to just see you throw the side of your somebody. hand, just in the throat. Um, but uh, this, this art. Well, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I, uh, I what's nice about having friends that are the same age is that everyone is equally tired. So that when you make plans with them and you say six or six thirty, they're not like they oh, all get it. Yeah, they all get it. You're yeah. like six uh, thirty. Is that too early? And they're like great. And you're like awesome. Right. And then like at ten, everyone's like cool. We're gonna go now. Except my friends who have kids who are even more tired than me, and I get tired thinking about how tired they are. Yeah, because when you think about having kids. People used to have kids in their early twenties when they had all that energy, yeah, and now when I have when I have kids, when I'm going to be like thirty five or thirty six, I'm going to be pushing forty by the time my kids still five. Yeah, think no. about how tired I'm going to be in five years. You almost just talked me out of kids. <laughs> um, okay, so this article is called 13 Things Sleep Experts Would Never Ever Keep in Their Bedroom," and I was just thinking, like, as tired as I am all the time, I probably need to know everything on this list. The only thing I really immediately thought of was probably my phone and my TV. That's what I was thinking, too, but then I I had a little list here, and I want to see if any of them are on it. All right, number one on the list is pets. They say while you're you're undeniably attached to your dogs and cats, it's best that they sleep in their own beds at the end of the day. um, The expert says pets can disrupt your sleep at night by jumping on the bed, pegging... Pegging? Begging (laughs) or playing or begging for food. That would definitely keep me up. Lord, I could have... My dog is pegging for food again. Begging to play or begging for food. Next to that, they might worsen any allergy and bring fleas into your bed. Which, oh my god! Okay, well, if you're yeah, if you're not taking care of your house and your animals and not giving them flea medication, yeah. yeah. But I just put dogs specifically because kitties. They just kind of snuggle up. I mean, of course, there are some times where my cat scratch the heck out of you. Well, or take your pillow completely because if my cat, we have uh, a rule uh. where if the cat is 
is in a certain place. You can't disturb the cat because it looks cute. So Girl, sometimes please. the cat is on the entire pillow and I have to sleep on like a, uh, a tiny corner. You of have the... me completely. Oh. Are you going to throat chop me? Girl, I can throat <laughs> chop you right. Oh, but the cat is so cute. I'm not going to sleep because we, uh, the cat is so cute. No, I do eventually sleep. I just, why are you looking at me like this? Girl, I have enough. Some kind of crazy white I'm woman whipped, for that. I'm whipped by my Oh, girl. Okay. So the next thing on the list is light emitting devices, which would include your phone. They say, um, according to a sleep expert, um, keeping your phone outside of your bedroom is not enough. It says it's best to have no electronic devices in the bedroom if you can. Blue light emitted from screens can impact your sleep. So she says, I would suggest um, avoiding having your computer monitors, your laptops, any other electronic devices in the room. She added that if it's possible, she'd recommend having no fluorescent or LED lighting anywhere in the room either. She says light disruption our circadian rhythm, which is the internal clock that lets our bodies know when we sleep and when we wake up. She says LED reading lamps um, present the same problem as it emits light. That's interesting because like I have um, LED bulbs in my living room, but I don't have them actually in my bedroom. So, so. what are you supposed to do? Just have your d- a darkness bedroom? Well, don't have LED lights. Have like regular bulbs. I, I have like Edison bulbs and two hanging uh, pendants in my bedroom and then I have like regular light bulbs. But the, I like the Edison bulbs because they give off more of an amber light. And okay, that's a, fine. Well, we eyes. have a... We, I mean, I'm just going to outgame myself again. We have a, one of those salt lamps. Oh, yeah. But and those love are, those. But yeah. those are really nice because it emits like a rose-colored light. Yeah, that kind of light is And it's kind of and soothing. But with how are you supposed to not have your phone in your room? How are you supposed to wake up? I mean, realistically, we were just talking about this the other day. You still kind of wake up at the same time every day. I know, but I'm not just going to trust myself to wake well, up at the same you, time we'll every day. Clock. I have an alarm clock. Mind you, have never used it. But like, I just have a clock next to my bed. So you would have an old school alarm clock. Well, yeah. That's their solution? Yeah. Like have a clock in there or something if you need it to wake you up. Or you can set an alarm to go off in the next room. You probably will hear it still Like if it's a, a buzzing loud alarm or something. Well, we do have, I uh, got for Katie... Um, a little it's like a wake light so it'll slowly yeah turn on over the course of 30 minutes well the iphone i guess i'm not supposed to have the phone in there but like the new alarm on the iphone if you put your bedtime and your wake time it's like a very gradual alarm that yeah just it's gets nice louder and louder. i like that one i love that yeah so that one's pretty cool all right i also have on this list a baby is that on there Possibly. Ooh. There's, it's a little bit more specific or, uh, than that. When we come back, we'll tell you about what exactly else you should probably not have in your bedroom if you plan on getting good sleep. That's next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Jared, I have quick breaking news. Uh-oh. Those two gay penguins are expecting a second chick. Oh. Isn't that lovely? Are they adopting? Like, I don't it? know what the hell's going on oh, anymore. Right. Okay. But um, uh, that's so, the headline that I'm reading on advocate.com. Well, so that is a relief. Isn't that, know, isn't that exciting? I was really worried about the structure of their family. They, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what we read about only children yesterday. Oh, yeah. You exactly. know, that so one little chick was going to be a big fatty. So thank God that Sven and Magic, a pair of male penguins at the Sea Life Sydney Aquarium, are fostering yet another egg together. That's delightful. Um, <laughs> so happy for them. Uh, okay, we're talking about the 13 things sleep experts would never keep in their bedroom. So far, they said light-emitting devices, uh, pets, um, light-emitting devices, specifically like LED lights, because that blue light is really bad for you. Um, and that also includes television. They say that TV mm, is know, bad for many t- reasons. Yeah. 
and it's not just the light. They talk about the way that it distracts you. They say um, <laughs> people um, often say like television helps them fall asleep, but it, she says if you are dozing off while watching TV, it means that your body has cried mercy for sleep and it gave in. Whoa! Right, that's like, so graphic. Exactly. Like she your added, inner soul is just going, please, please just stop. Let us go to sleep. Please. She said uh, the sleep expert um, added that the excitement of a TV show promotes chemicals in your brain that do not that, um, uh, promote sleep. They say when your brain um, is watching. The television that you're secreting chemicals like norepinephrine and dopamine which stimulate the wake sensors of your brain thus making it harder to fall asleep yeah that makes sense but you know what is nice about watching certain shows when you go to sleep is that you will then fall asleep while listening to them and then dream about yep. them and it depends on what you watch but every time Orange is the New Black came out had some nice lesbian prison dreams it was good stuff Les. yeah um, okay other things they say should not come into your bedroom work which I really try not to bring my laptop into my com- in my into my bedroom, but sometimes it happens and yeah, I end but up working. You can do that, but not not at nighty time. They say that you should not do things on your bed other than sex and sleep. At all? Period. At all? Because your body wait and periods. To- what? That's <laughs> that's okay. You know what? Not addressing that. Um, uh, they sex say, and sleep. They period? say, uh, and I remember Doctor Phil saying this on Oprah a million years ago, saying like, "Your bed is for sex and for sleep." I think it was actually Doctor Oz, excuse me, um, because when you start like sitting down to work on your computer on your bed and watching TV on your bed, your body has other associations with the bed, and it's about the bed is supposed to be for sex and for sleep, and you don't want to confuse the body so that when you start getting into bed, it starts feeling like it's maybe time to work. Or yeah, but in the middle of the day, say I get home at like three or four, and I got some more work to do, do it on but the couch. I. But that's not as comfy. Well, sit somewhere else because well, your body starts to. to associate the bed with with work. Other things you shouldn't have in your bedroom are shoes. They say no outside shoes are allowed in my bedroom, according to one of the sleep experts. They say, have you ever felt that sigh of relief when you narrowly avoided stepping in dog poop on the sidewalk? Guess what? You don't always miss it. <laughs> What? um, They joke that um, when you step onto a clean bedroom floor and rugs, you feel more free and comfortable. Not to mention it makes you feel better about getting into the sheets and knowing you have clean feet. So it's just like a cleanliness thing. Like you should not, because you probably get out of bed barefoot. That's what the sleep expert says. They also say food. They say it's smart to ban food from the bedroom, especially right before you hit the pillow. Um, They say that if you're eating around bedtime, it's probably too late that you shouldn't be eating that late. Yeah, I don't like having... Having food in the bed, we argue about that regularly. Other things involve uh, include alcohol, which is obviously kind of <laughs> yeah. food. Um, clutter. They say that general clutter in the bedroom can lead to delayed sleep and tiredness. Um, this uh, is because a disorganized bedroom is registered by your minds as a distraction of an uncompleted task, even if it's on a subconscious level. That's true. You know, the one thing we do actually reading this actually makes me feel better because we do keep our bedroom, and it's mostly Katie that does this. She keeps it pretty clean and pretty relaxing environment she does have candles she puts meditation music on at night we don't usually watch tv anymore the one thing though is i never put my clothes away and then i've got this one area where i stash the clothes throughout the week and it does when i walk into the bedroom feel like an uncompleted task Mm. i walk in and i see it i'm like crap i have to put my clothes away with interior design i always to say that to clients like if you walk into your house and your place isn't done like you haven't designed it every time you walk into the house you feel like oh i still haven't finished this or I never finished that paint or I never I still haven't yeah. found the couch or, or the rug or whatever um, really quickly before we're out of time they say heat you shouldn't have heat in your bedroom um, high temperature in particular increases wakefulness and decreases slow wave sleep and rapid eye movement sleep they say alarm clocks which I know you're going to be upset about I am too they say um, 
Ideally, you want to complete as many full sleep cycles during the course of a night as possible. If you wake up to an alarm clock, that means you are asleep, which means you are still in a sleep cycle. And that jarringness, it's not necessary. Okay, that what, jarring is what the hell do they expect us to well, do? Well, hey, calm down. Calm down. He says, he says the best thing to do is to adhere to a consistent bedtime to allow your body to wake up naturally. That's, that's not, no. No finally, one's going to do that. Finally, they say, plenty of people probably do no they don't don't no you (laughs) don't either finally they say no night lights because um it's not good for falling asleep uncomfortable uncomfortable bedding is bad for you as well um and then the last thing on the list foghorn. oh i was gonna say foghorn 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 they say letting your child sleep in bed with you doesn't let them develop their own skills in falling asleep a sleep um medicine and uh journal expert uh says an extra body in the bed can also disrupt your sleep they suggest keeping infants in a crib in the same bedroom as you for at least the first six months but older children should be encouraged to sleep in their own damn room so my cat will be on the bed no baby on the mat (laughs) that's my rule i don't this is why (laughs) you're getting good sleep (laughs) all right drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q all right i hate to bring the party down a notch but as you then do, <laughs> as I well, you know, I said this in the promo and so I figured we should probably cover it. And, you know, this doesn't have to be a downer, but I think it's worth talking about. Nonetheless, there was an opinion piece that just got released in The New York Times about how humans don't actually want to be happy. And if you think about it, I mean, this this article is really interesting. It's actually a pretty short read and we'll tweet it out if you want to take a look at it. But. There is an observation that they mentioned in this article about how civilization has been so fixated on happiness and being happy. But if you look at history, we are inherently really bad at it. Mm. And why is that? Is that because humans actually want something else that we're not admitting or that we don't understand yet? Because it seems like over if you study human history and how we've evolved, what we really love is power and winning and money, which don't necessarily equate to happiness. And we always talk about, oh, you know, money doesn't make you happy. You know, it's all about life experiences and this and that. But why is it so hard for humans to inherently do those things and to be happy? Is it because we are self-sabotagers at heart? I don't think it's that. Um, I would be curious to see. I mean, obviously, it'd be a really difficult study to run. I don't know how they would do this. But, like, I'd be interested to see what this was like um before like media, before there was radio before and television and printing and all that kind of stuff. Because I would imagine like cave people and people before like mass media um, that weren't getting so mi- so many messages about what was ideal probably were happier. Because I think we see so many images of like, what is the perfect body? What is the perfect haircut? What is the perfect way to eat? And blah, 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 blah. And none of us can really live, uh, most of us can't really live up to that. And I think we we are always comparing ourselves to something that is better than us. That's a great point, because I'm looking at another article from, this is a, an older one from 2010, but it's uh, a similar article on HuffPo about why you don't want to be happy. And it lists a few reasons uh, that come to mind. And one of them is low self-image. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the the way that we talk to each other or the way that we put out through the media what is happiness and what is perfection makes us feel inherently unhappy because we are not achieving A, B, and C. Yeah. Another one is uh, the I- appeal of martyrdom. 
So to feel like the attention you get or the reaction you get from being a martyr or to be the one who's suffering and just trying to make it in this world is somehow more attractive than actually just being happy and accepting your situation. Because I remember um, <clears throat> there there would be plenty of times like this weekend will be another one where I don't necessarily have a full day off. And then I'll recognize like, oh, I've gone three weeks without like a solid day or two consecutively off. And like. I would say it so much that I recognize like, oh, there's a little bit of pride in that. And that's gross. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like I've, there's something, some kind of attachment to overwork that also I think is is kind of uniquely American, but um, is not good for anyone. No, that's that's a great point, too, because another one on this list is feeling trapped by circumstances. So you feel like you're you're mm. somehow trapped in your own circumstance of like, well, I have to work. I have to do this. I do the same thing. I totally agree with you. And I've had so many conversations with Katie about this because she's somebody who doesn't really care about work Mm -hmm. she's just not that person she's like i have tried i i love being in mental health i love working with people and i i know that i have that i'm good at it and i do enjoy it to a degree but it's just not my life's mission like my life's mission is to just live my life and kind of like have a nice happy time i'm trying to get myself more and more in that direction but like i wear this little bracelet every day that has these three beads on it um i've been practicing buddhism for probably the last six months now um and like taking it more seriously lately but the the bracelet reminds me to never compare myself to other people and to always try and be as much myself as i can so hard to do it's incredibly hard to do especially with social media and all the things that we see every day and i wear the bracelet every day and try to remember every time i look at it like don't compare yourself to other people don't run someone else's race run your own um but i I think that has a huge amount to do with like why we have a difficult time genuinely being happy as opposed to always striving. To yeah, be yeah, yeah. And to, to sit and then when you do feel happy and excited to actually sit in that happiness and not say what's next. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of what's next, oh, uh, we're going to push news it or lose it back because Dr. Uh, Nurse Alice is joining us on the phone to give us some um, medical perspective on why we're always getting sick and whether or not we're passing around our flus and our colds. All that stuff's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. You guys are really missing out on the vocal stylings. (laughs) Don't make fun of the music, Allie. I'm not making fun. I'm singing along. Um, I, can't I am very excited because we have joining us on the phone an expert that can answer Allie's burning question. That has nothing to do with <laughs> the ghost pepper. My throat burning question. It has nothing to do with the ghost pepper or genitalia or anything related. <laughs> um, Nurse Alice is joining us on the phone right now. Hey, Nurse Alice. Hi. Hi, hi, everyone. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. Are, fabulous Friday. Have you managed to not get sick? You know what? I have. Thanks to the flu shot and good hand washing and just staying away from areas that are prone to infection. Okay. So we were talking about this earlier in the show, Nurse Alice. Do doctors and nurses have a have have they built up a stronger immunity because they're around sick people all the time, or are they just more careful about not getting sick? Uh, I think it's actually a combination of the two. So I'll just be quite candid. I, I work in the emergency room. I'm exposed to everything. Mm. Okay. So I, of course, have built up an immunity um, to those things, but it's coupled with taking good care of myself because I see what I see. So I make sure I try my best, at least, to get enough rest, to eat right, stay hydrated, get my flu shots, and good hand washing. And if I see someone coughing or sneezing or something just looks a little suspect, 
I avoid the area as much as possible. Mm. So, so we were talking about this too. I mean, around the season changes, especially when it becomes winter, everyone says, "Oh, I, everyone's getting sick. It's the seasons changing." Is now is that true? We're doing a bit of a, a MythBusters episode right now. We want to talk to you about whether that's true, whether it's just a rumor, and if it is true, why is that the case? Well, that's a good question. And I want to say it's kind of true, false-ish. <laughs> I know. You're like, no, Dallas, just give it to us straight. <laughs> because this is the thing. The weather isn't what causes us to get sick, but it's the conditions that come with the weather. So let's say, for example, you know, we're entering fall and winter. It's getting cold. Um, and it's chilling and things like that. It's not that the chill that's in the air that's going to make us sick. Like, for example, my mom would say, don't go outside with your hair wet. You'll get too cold. Well, that's not quite true. Um, what happens is germs love, germs and bacteria love cold weather. They mm. survive. They can multiply in cold weather. And when it's also cold, we're inside. We tend to be kind of hibernate where it's warm. And usually other people are cold, too, so they're indoors as well. So then we put ourselves in a position where we're around closer contact with other people. And, you know, not everyone... Um, has the best hygiene, and we know that there's always going to be someone that's sick, right? It's just like we have that one crazy person in our family. There's always going to be someone that's sick, and if we're in closed quarters, we're more likely, um, we increase the chances of us getting it because we're just in closer quarters. That's so interesting. Okay. So, yeah, so it's not necessarily the cold. It's that we all run indoors, and then we're all... But then what about places like where, you know, here in Southern California where there's not a huge weather change? Right, and that's a good, that's a good point there, Al, as well. So with, sometimes when people are saying, oh, I can have a cold, I'm sick, you actually really might just have allergies, right? It really have... just actually might be allergies, and we encourage people, don't just think, oh, I get all these frequent nagging colds, because really, a lot of a lot of people, it's just allergies, things in the environment, their pets, and they just really didn't think that they had them, and just because, and you can develop allergies later in life, you might have been fine in one area, and then all of a sudden you're getting all these freaking colds. You get worked up, and you find out, oh wow, I'm allergic to, you know, either maybe it's your pets or whatever plants are in season. Because that's another thing. As the seasons change, different plants are growing, pollens in the air. And depending where you live in the United States, that can actually increase your chances of getting those cold-like symptoms. What are the, runny eyes, stuffy nose, and stuff like that. One of the things we were talking about here earlier on the show was that the unique thing about being in radio is that we sit in a chair that three or four other people sit in throughout the day. Um, and like, you know, in the morning show, someone else sitting here, someone in the show after us, in the late night shows. And so like, we all kind of share this one desk and these, you know, few microphones and all that kind of stuff throughout the day. And I know like uh, some of us like will come in with the wipes and the hand sanitizer and like try to clean the area, especially because there's always a producer or a host or someone that's right. sick. And does that even do anything? Is that even doing anything? Is that helping us at all? Honey, yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. So, let me tell you, when I go to work, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I have my work station where my patients are, and even between patients, if you, we're, we're cleaning surfaces with, like, those bleach wipes or sandy wipes, some type of antiseptic um, material, and that's good because it's going to kill the bacteria. And no shade, right, to the other hosts and guests and stuff like that, but I don't know, you might be carrying, you know, some flu virus or some cold virus. There's over 200 cold viruses and not know it and not be symptomatic, but you're still carrying it, and you just might plant that on a surface 
and I'm just the, the lucky one that happens to get sick from it. Yeah. Okay. So that's it's not a bad idea to do that. And again, it's no shade. It's just trying to keep everyone safe and healthy. So still wipe it down. Okay, as Jared is putting on hand sanitizer, I have one last quick question because we're running out of time. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ginger Justin accused me of giving him a cold. I I thought I was coming down with something. Then he got really sick. He said that I gave him a cold. Now I'm actually sick. Did he pass my, if it's true, did he pass my cold back to me? Or could, could he pass my same cold back to me? And could I get sick with the same cold twice? Or is it always a new cold someone's getting? So there's over 200 um, cold viruses. You can get cold after cold after cold, and it's because it's a different cold virus. And so, and could you have given it to each other back and forth? You might have had one, and then, you know, he might have had one simultaneously. You just weren't presenting at the same time. And then, yes, being in close proximity, you could have swapped cold viruses. Like, okay, early you got sick with this cold virus, it was away, and then now he gave you his cold virus, and you catch sick. Just got sick. So it's absolutely possible. And if everyone, and these cold viruses mutate all the time. Interesting. So if one person is getting, getting, you know, presenting with their cold, they're getting over it, it could actually mutate and the next person can catch a cold as well. well so it is. So that's why you have to be very careful. Good hand washing, use hand sanitizer, wipe the down, you know, uh, sneezing hygiene, like table and coughing into your elbow. And I'll tell you now, those, those surfaces like doorknobs, and things like that. Those are like the filthiest things ever. You can definitely catch a virus. Those viruses can live up to like seven, some up to 14 days on those oh inanimate objects. Totally. All right. Well, Ugh. Nurse Alice, we really appreciate you Thank joining you. us. Um, we got to go to break. Let everyone know they can find you at, on social media at Ask Nurse Alice for more information on uh, all these different things and kind of keeping up to date with where you can find more from Nurse Alice. We appreciate it, Nurse Alice. When we come back... News it or lose it. You're not going to want to miss it. Coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Um, we are getting into news it or lose it. Allie and I are going to split it up this time because it's Friday. I've got three headlines. She's got three headlines. And we are going to vote. Um, you want me to go first? Sure. All right. Up first. We're crying because we love Lizzo's first ever Vogue cover. Oh, is this? Are you gonna? It's I a mean, play it's, on her album title. Uh, you know, I'm I'm crying because I love you. We're crying because we love Lizzo's right, Vogue cover. All right. Oh, I see. Yes. Um, Michael Bloomberg, billionaire and former New York mayor, prepares for presidential bid. What? We Someone's might. getting into the presidential bid now? I don't know. I'm still getting those Marianne Williamson's emails, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't even know if she is. I guess she's still technically running. Um, and then all Marines are now allowed to use umbrellas. What? I, I mean, I have to know about that because that's know just that such they a weird. Allowed. Uh, I just want to be clear for all of you listening at home. That is a three, four, three. Three. Sorry. Three. Here am I. We don't have time. (laughs) Headline number one. Why are there dozens of bottles of Bordeaux floating around in space? What? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Headline number two. Disneyland patron arrested for groping theme car character. But which one was it? (laughs) 
<laughs> Donald Trump. Lose it. Okay. And then finally, headline number three, millennials face, face much higher death rates than Gen Xers and other generations. I don't know why I'm happy to say news it, but news it. <laughs> That's horrifying. Are we have imminent death. News it. It's just me and the dogs. So there you go. It's just me and the dogs. <laughs> All right. News it or lose it coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are in News It or Lose It. Allie, because we are pressed for time, you've got 90 seconds <sighs> to get through two stories. Are you ready? No. Okay, that's All right. good. All right. Here's the first story. Time starts now. Ah, Okay. Millennials are facing much higher death rates than Gen Xers and other generations. I know this might seem like bummer news. This isn't Tales from the Millennial Crypt, but here's the deal. Yes, millennials, you may love avocado toast. You may love Fitbits. You may love LaCroix. Okay? But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are healthier than other generations. In fact, according to some new research, they have found that millennials' physical and mental health is declining faster than that of Generation X. For reference, they define a millennial as a person... Okay, we all know what that means. Blah, blah, blah. What do you think the reasons are? Um, I'm just thinking about phones and technology and like maybe the things coming out of the phones or like the computers. That's the thing that I always think about. Like We have no idea what the long-term effects so of this stuff is. That's kind be. of what it... Well, hyperactivity was one of oh, the things that okay. was listed, which I would imagine is just overstimulation in general. My, my therapist says that my hyperactivity shows up in things like what I'm doing right now, which is like slowly peeling the... I don't know if you guys can hear this. The water. Like peeling the label off the, cap the water. Off of, yeah. You got 26 seconds on this story. Oh, no. We, have, we are millennials. We can't even focus on one story. <laughs> uh, hypertension, high cholesterol, uh, behavioral health conditions, including major depression and hyperactivity, as increasing among millennial-aged Americans. And if there's no intervention, millennials' mortality rates could skyrocket over 40% compared to the generation immediately before them. Well, look at the bright side. Climate change is going to kill us anyway. Next story. Yeah, that's a great happy ending. (laughs) All right, why are there a dozen bottles of Bordeaux just floating around in space? Well, a strong-willed crew of international astronauts has decided to leave a bunch of unopened Bordeaux bottles in space for an entire year as a part of a study conducted by Space Cargo Unlimited, which is a Luxembourg-based research startup. Um, As company co-founder, CEO, and proud Bordeaux native... Nicholas Gaum, he said in a statement, it's a once in a lifetime adventure. Are you the the candelabra? That like, is bo- <laughs> I just want to make out with a feather duster. <laughs> the space-bound Vino will be examined after 12 months against a control batch remaining on Earth to gauge how microgravity and space radiation affect the aging process of wine. So it maybe it'll really make suck to be the control batch, right? Yeah, seriously. Like I want to go on the trip. This is such a waste of Bordeaux. I will say that I think we're kind of giving scientists a little bit too much freedom. You think so? Why? Like, we're just trusting that astronauts and these astrophysicists and stuff are just doing good stuff. It's like, ah, just give them a bunch of money to do whatever they're going to do up in space. And they're like, we're sending a bunch of wine up there. It's like, wait, what? Why do we do, why are we doing that? It's definitely one of those things where I'm like, who funded this? Yeah. The money could have gone to so many other things. Yeah, like cancer research, guys. Yeah. Come on. I mean, come on. Can we at least have somebody overlooking this? You got seven seconds left. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, more news to lose it. 
Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, look here, Allie. No <gasps> talking. <gasps> I got a minute and 20 seconds to get no to the story. No talking, it's my job. Are you, <laughs> are you ready to roll? Yeah. I'm starting the timer. All right. Turns out we might be getting another Democratic candidate in the 2020 election. Uh, New York Mayor, well, former. Whoa. President. Former New York mayor and billionaire Michael Bloomberg may be preparing for a presidential bid. The story came out that... Um, Wait, he, Bloomberg from the website? Yes, actually, he does own the website, yeah. Oh. Um, that's like a, a big business of his. Um, it, it turned out that he seems to be preparing to enter the race. Um, there there was a, a story yesterday saying that he's uh, tr- collecting signatures to be able to get himself on the Alabama ballot, which is like you, you're kind of running up against the, the deadline here to start mm, um, the AMA uh, ballot. getting yourself on, on the ballots for running for president. What's interesting is here, he'd already said that he was not running for president earlier this year. He'd ruled out running for president, but there's speculation that he's not really impressed with the field of candidates that we have right now and feels like maybe he should run for a president. It's like, going to be interesting because he's a big billionaire and you're running in a time where like, you know, Yeah, but so is Tom at, Steyer and he's not doing crap. That's the point. But Michael Bloomberg has more name ID, which is important. If a, For a candidate to get into the race right now, you're going to have to have some significant name ID. You can't be a new person. Like Tulsi Gabbard. It has Gabbard to be like Oprah. In. Exactly. Someone that has, you know, a pretty significant name ID. I'm out of time. Moving on. Well. Uh, <laughs> Stop the timer. All right. The next one. Um, the Marines apparently can now bear umbrellas. Uh, the story coming from CNN. Uh, it says, prior to recent updates and uniform regulations, women in the Marines were allowed to use umbrellas, but men were not. And that rule is going to be changing. Umbrellas were actually not allowed in part due to their hindrance in saluting. The rule for women stipulated that umbrellas, which had to be all black, must be carried in the left hand so that a hand salute can be properly rendered. That part is not going to be changing. The small umbrellas will still have to be all black and carried in their left hand to allow for a proper salute. Um, they, so the, they get tiny umbrellas? Uh, they have like a small <laughs> umbrella, I guess. Um, but they they are... There's this video uh, on CNN.com um, where President Obama is standing outside and he is uh, giving a press conference and it's starting to rain and he's out there with another foreign leader and like all of a sudden the Marines come out and they have umbrellas and they open them and they hold them over both of the leaders, but they are standing out in the rain themselves wearing their hat. Man, what a, Mar- I mean, the Marines, I had no idea we're in this Twilight Zone episode all the time where they have umbrellas with them at all times, but they aren't allowed to use them. Yeah, no, that Twilight episode, I don't, yeah. You don't know any Twilight Zone I'm episodes? totally Team Edward with the Twilight Zone. So. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, Finally, I made it before the time was up on that one. And then finally, Lizzo is on. Yes. Sorry. Are they not allowed to have umbrellas always or only when they're in the act of serving duty? Um, Don't know the answer to that one. They say um, that they are going to be able to carry them. They have to keep them on the left side. The umbrella rule isn't the only one that's changing. The Marines will also now um, allow women to wear silver stud earrings. So that's kind of cool. Wow, um, great. Finally, Silver studs? Hey, okay. I'm 50 seconds right, into sorry, my Lizzo sorry, situation. Sorry. Lizzo is going to be on the cover of the next issue of Vogue. Yay! Which is amazing. I love it. Her photo is gorgeous. She's given us this big, beautiful updo um, and a center part. It's really great. She's on this black dress. I'm wondering how people are going to respond to it, though, because they've kind of played with the shape of her body um, by with the color and how it's... Her, her oh, figure Oh, I see. Looks, There's like a weird... 
weird. There's going to be some question about whether or not distortion of her image. Yeah, yeah. and but why are they looks doing that? Gorgeous on this cover. So excited for Lizzo. What a year she has had, right? Yeah, and then as soon as you open the magazine, you see a bunch of anorexic bottles. Oh, there's that. Coming up next, the happy ending. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. My God, are we back on the radio? Yes, we are. And we're already running out of time, according to Ginger Justin. These Friday shows are too short. I think Ginger Justin is cutting down all the time of the segments because he's a big homophobe. I think he's playing the songs twice. I think that's something like that. Stop it! This is totally him. Um, It's time for us to say goodbye to this week and this show. It's... Time for a happy ending. Yes, but actually before that, <laughs> gay news headlines. I, that's what I'm saying. I think he was trying to not do that because he's a homophobe. <laughs> I love that we just have that to always say. Yeah, exactly. He's straighty. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? There you go. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I, I love that Lizzo always says in her concerts, if you can love me, you can love your damn self. Yay. Was, I, I, just love that. I was watching her chills. Tiny Desk concert last night. Oh, I want to watch that. It's on, it's on NPR, yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Here are your four headlines. Of, of course, every week we highlight the gayest news headlines that we found throughout the week. Sometimes they're actually stories about gay people. Sometimes they just sound super gay. Here are your four finalists, and we will put them up for your voting pleasure on Sunday on our Instagram story at DTS Show. Please follow us there. Headline number one. Scientists open up about their probe in New York City. Okay. Headline number two. Jimmy Dean is giving away sausage-flavored candy canes for Christmas. <laughs> Headline number three. There's no party like a pickle party. <laughs> That's good. And headline number four, Katie Holmes channels fall style in combat boots and mom jeans. Oh, she's a total les. I love it. I think it's the Jimmy Dean sausage candy cane. I don't know. I love There's No Party Like a Pickle Party. That's a great one, too. So, <laughs> a thickle. A, thick, a nice thick pickle or a thickle. So we're going to put those up. You vote. You decide. We'll announce the winner on Monday. And now, happy endings. Well, Allie, um, it's been a very full week. It has been a full got week. A very interesting week coming up next week with public hearings beginning and the impeachment process. Yes, we also are uh, mulling over some fun Thanksgiving things for you as well. We are. Um, probably things with music and food and gifts and all kinds of different things going on. But uh, it's time that we take a story that might have been a bit of a bummer. Mm hmm. And make it something beautiful. Yeah, because inherently as humans, we don't want to be happy. So Apparently. let's try to make you happy uh, any Justin, way we can. Ginger Justin, Gingy Cohen, you got an unhappy ending for us? It's a happy ending. Okay. Uh, sure, Jarrett might have to go on a first date at a funeral. Jesus. But it works out <laughs> perfectly because as a millennial, he was already heading in that direction anyway. Oh, oh nice. I'll follow up with because that because... mortality rates. Right. Uh, mine is related to that as well. <laughs> Uh, yes, we may be, as millennials, we may be dying faster than everybody else, but here's the bright side. We will have no millennial guilt about it because at least our bodies will be compostable. Ah, look at that. Think about the environment. Yeah, we're lowering our carbon footprint by dying. By becoming carbon. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's what we wanted. Well, it's a I, self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly, right? Um, okay, for me... <clears throat> It may be difficult having to clear your bedroom of LED lights and your TV and your midnight snacks. Mm, so you your can, shoes. Exactly. So you can sleep better at night. But look at the bright side. There's always the soothing sounds of me accidentally saying that pets can disrupt your sleep at night by jumping on the bed and pegging. <laughs> pegging for food. Yeah, that's what I said on that the That will wake you up in a hurry. You thought coffee woke you up. Listen, 
<laughs> I just a, a morning peg from your pet. On the next, on the next, drop the subject. All right, Jared, it's that time of year. The public hearings are about to start, which means it's officially impeachment season. Don't you just love it? Mm, sitting next to the fire in my quid pro quosies with a warm, freshly printed transcript. Are you going home for the hearings? I don't know. I'm just really excited about the sales. Oh, my secret whistleblower got me a present. Is it an anonymous written testimony? No, it's just a bunch of dodged questions. I really wanted a shake weight. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.